Welcome to Pastor Nima's life-changing lesson and a reminder of God's love. Now here's Pastor Nima. I'm going to talk to you today about a simple message, faith. Violent faith. Violent faith. How many of you have heard about Olympics? Everybody knows about Olympics, right? Right? We all, like it comes once in four years and everybody watches this Olympics games because, see, Olympics is... They, 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 they fight with, like not fight, they compete with people all around the world, right? People from everywhere come together and there will be one winner. Say one winner. There will be one winner to it, right? So what does it take to be a winner? There are so many people that go and they, they partake in the Olympics. But what it takes to be a winner everyone who goes wants to be a winner am i right everyone who goes to to olympics he they want to be a winner but are they willing to pay the price to be the winner right listen carefully everyone who goes to partake in the games they want to be a winner. They don't just go for the sake of, hey, I'm going into the Olympics. No, they want to be the winner. So if, for example, an athlete who wants to run, who, takes, who wants to take part in the 100 meters race or the 200 meters or running something, right? What does he need to do? He needs to pay a price in order to be a winner. It doesn't matter what the weather conditions were outside. He still went and practiced. Right? He still went and practiced. All, every day he went and practiced. He refused to stop training. He never stopped training. He wanted all in his mind. He wanted to be the winner. Right? He made up, the person made up their mind that no matter what comes my way, I want to compete in this Olympics and I want to get that gold medal. So when he gets that gold medal, he's the winner and he's the winner for the whole world. He's the best. Am I right? And that is why he's competing competing always pushing forward using every muscles and building new muscles and straining and stretching and doing all kind of things in order to be a winner am i right you understand what i'm telling are we together right so here all those who participate in that they have their mindset to be winners even though they are not perfect in many ways they push towards with a force say force right they push towards with a force that would overcome any obstacles that come their way they don't care whatever hindrances that come their way they push it forward by force and they want to be the winner and to be a winner that is in this is a kind of force that you need physically and spiritually if you want to be a winner you need that kind of force am i right 
Nothing comes to us, just come and fall at our, uh, at our hands and say it is yours. No, you have to take that force, right? Matthew eleven twelve says, And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. The violent take it by force. The word suffereth means, in Hebrew it is, Biedzo, which means, Use of force or the apply of force. Use of force or the apply of force. So it is like the violent, I will take, I will not stop whatever it comes my way. All right? Amen? Right? Our God is a good God. Matthew chapter 11 verse, uh, sorry, Matthew, sorry, Mark chapter 11 verse 23. Mark eleven twenty three. Just now we read Matthew eleven twelve, where it says the violent shall take it by force. When Jesus said that, he was not talking about going to heaven. He was talking about taking hold of the kingdom of God in this earth. Say in this earth, right? Many people wait to go to heaven to enjoy. No, God wants you to have good life in this earth. Right? He wants you to have wonderful life. He wants you to take hold of every promise. That every blessings that God has promised you, it is for here. Say here. In this earth, He wants you to take them by force. Right? I'm not talking about using the force. Like, like, like you have to use that force that what, no matter what, I know that I am blessed. Amen. Right? You must understand that. See, most people don't see faith as a force. Most people don't see faith as a force. Mark eleven twenty three. How many times we have preached on this verse? Right? Every time I feel this is, is uh, what do you call it? It's, it's the, the, the verse for everybody. Right? How many times you read this, there'll be some kind of energy that comes into you. For assuredly I say to you, Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. You have to study this word, this verse in a very detailed manner. It talks about saying, it talks about the presence of obstacles. That is, there will be mountains that is in front of you. It talks about clear directions that you have to do. It talks about no doubting. And it talks about your heart's condition. So it tells us at the end, you will have what you have declared. Amen. You will have what you have declared. Jesus is teaching us that the mountains can be moved by faith. Mountains can be moved by faith. But there is a condition you must believe in your heart. 
Many of us are facing mountains before us. Am I right? There are so many mountains before us. So these mountains can be removed. But the condition is you must believe in your heart. Right? Verse 24, it says... Whatever things you ask when you pray. Here Jesus is introducing something that most of us neglect. Most of us do not do. That is prayer. Right? He says that whatever things you ask when you pray. See Matthew 23, sorry Mark 23, 11, 23 he says whatever you say to this mountain and here he says whatever things you ask when you pray. Say pray. See more, most of the time we focus only on the speaking part or oh, I'm going to declare to the mountain I'm going to say to this mountain but here Jesus is bringing a balance where you have to pray amen all right you have to pray your declaration happens when you pray here there is two concepts here one is receiving the other one is having receiving and having receiving and having it's possible to receive and yet not to have it it's possible to receive Romans 10 17 Romans 10 17 it says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God all of us are hearing the word of God and it says hearing in Hebrew it is understanding you need to understand the word of God. Every time you hear the word of God, you need to understand. When you understand, you receive the word and you will have it. Amen? Right? So, faith is the absolute confidence in God. What is faith? It is the absolute confidence. I'm going to have confidence in my God that with Him nothing is impossible. Faith is the name that is given to the action that you take. I repeat again. Faith is the name that is given to the action that you take. So what is the action that you give? See, just believing doesn't complete faith. It has to be the action that you take. Just believing doesn't complete faith. It takes an action. Amen. That is how you need to be. You cannot be just saying and saying and saying and saying and not receiving anything. Your action is very important. Your action is very important. The Bible tells us it is your blessing, the inheritance. It is your blessing, your favor, your healing, your prosperity, you know, your peace. Everything is in Christ. But having it in your life and manifesting here and now in your life is where many believers are stuck. Can you understand what I'm telling? Right? So you cannot be stuck. You cannot be stuck. You have to move. You have to move. You know what? Most believers go to the grave without living and experiencing an abundant life. Why did Jesus came? He came so that we can have abundant life. 
We can have abundant life. But most of the believers, they go to grave without experiencing this abundant life. They go to grave by experiencing every time experiencing a failure in their life. So today you need to come to a place that I want to see manifestations in my life. I want to see a breakthrough. I want to see everything that God has for me. I am going to take it violently because it belongs to me. Hallelujah. Amen. It belongs to me. But you can ask. There are some people where they can get miracles here and there. How did it happen? I'm doing the same thing. Sometimes it happens through the law of time and chance. For example, a dead clock. If a clock doesn't have a battery, the clock is dead. But you still can see a time in the clock. Right? Say for example, it is 10 o'clock. And that clock is right two times in a day. Right? Morning 10 o'clock, you look, it is right. Night 10 o'clock, you see, it is right. That is time and chance. By chance, somehow they got their miracle. But the next time, when they go through the same thing, they cannot see their miracle. Today I'm going to teach you how to be consistent. How to see intentional results in your life. Amen. You have to be intentional. Every time I want to see results. How many of you want to see results in your life? Right? It is not that we, we need to see results. We need to see a breakthrough in our life. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 5. He competes according to the rules. In another translation it says, A man strives for masteries. To become a master. To become a master. So you must see results. It says that you have to be, do, compete according to the rules. So how are you going to see results in your life? See, I'm talking about a violent faith that I want to see results in every area of my life. Amen? Right? Everything I want to see results. So become a master of everything. For example, today you get a headache and somehow like the, through the law of time and chance, it got healed. But tomorrow the same headache comes. What are you going to do? How? You didn't even know how you got healed. Right? So you need to come to a place of mastering every problem that comes your way. You need to overcome everything. Amen? Right? It is not that, oh, I'm trying this. It happens. Oh, it happens. The next time you move somewhere and the same thing comes, you do not know how to overcome it. And this verse, it says that if a man also strive for masteries, yet he is not crowned except he strive lawfully. By force, you need to somehow take everything that belongs to you. Healing belongs to you. Blessing belongs to you. Victory belongs to you. Peace belongs to you. Joy belongs to you. Right? So you need to take it for yourself. If you master the art of faith, you will know how you got your results. So next time somebody comes and asks you, how, how did your business succeed? I don't know, some luck, some magic. 
or some pastor prayed, it got happened. The next time when you go through a problem in your business and you want to see the same results, you want to go and find that pastor who prayed for you, that pastor might not be there. Right? And you're like, oh, what happened? How, how, how am I going to see results? You know, this point that master the art of faith, everything that you are going to get, you will know exactly how you got it. Alright? And next time when somebody comes and asks you, you can teach them how to get results. That is our church. Alright? It is not that only one person can do. In our church, everybody can see results. So you need to get it that God, it is for me. Be intentional. Say be intentional. So when you start your day, the morning you wake up, you have to be very intentional. Be intentional that my life today is going to be the reflection of the favor of God. Amen. So when you go and do your business, you go and see people, you go and work, you have to be intentional and say that I am going to see the favor of God in my life. You have to be very intentional. You have to know that I'm going to reflect the anointing of God over my life. I'm going to see the hand of God in my life. Every day you have to be intentional. So when you don't master the act of seeing results, what happens every time you go through a battle, every time there is a problem, you start to have fear in your heart. Because you, you're not mastering the art of taking it by force. Right? If it didn't happen, that's it. You just let go. I prayed for my headache. It didn't go. It's okay. Right? I prayed for a breakthrough. Nothing happened. It's okay. No. You should stand and see until you win. Amen. Right? Don't give up. Don't give up. Keep standing and say that, no, this is mine and I will take it. Amen. Don't keep accepting what the enemy throws at you. One small pain in your body, the enemy throws, that's it. You believe that. And that's the end of it. So be intentional. Every storm, every battle you see in the Bible, when the disciples came to Jesus after the storm, Jesus didn't say, oh, uh, this is, I have the power to command the storm. No, he was teaching the disciples, you can do the same thing. Amen. You can control the storm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Church, do you believe that? Every storm that comes in your life, you have the authority. The results you produce will draw people to God. Amen. The results that you produce will draw people to God. Matthew 5.16. Let, let's turn to Matthew 5.16. Let your light so shine before men. Let men see your light. Amen. If you are filled with darkness, nobody is going to see. Your life has to be full of light. Your life has to be full of joy. Your life has to be full of peace. 
Your life has to be a life of blessing. Your life has to be a life of healing. So men who walks near you, who comes to you, they will see the light. That is what God is telling. He wants other people to see your light. Amen. Right? So that his name shall be glorified. So you need to have this violent kind of faith to take everything that belongs to you. I'm just going to tell you two qualities of God that can produce this violent faith. Number one, God's integrity. He, when he says something, that's it. It will happen. Numbers 23, 19. God is not a man that he should lie. That means when God says something, he can never lie. You understand what I'm telling? Man can lie, but God, he's not a man. He became a man, but he's not a man. God is not a man that he should lie. Nor a son of man mm. that he should repent. Mm. Has he said and will he not do? Or has he spoken hmm. and will he not make it good? Which means he cannot draw back from his word. If he says that you are blessed, you are blessed. That's it. It cannot be reversed. It cannot be taken back. Because he's not a man to lie. You understand? Right? He's not a man to lie. So you must see the integrity of God. He couldn't draw back from his words. So your violent faith depends on the integrity of God. That means if I believe a word, if I take a word from the Bible, if I hold on to it, that means it will come to pass in your life. Amen. Because if he has said it, it will be done. If he has spoken something over your life, it will be done. So take the Bible and find out what God says about you. He looks, he says that you must have confidence in that word. It says that I have loved you with an everlasting love. Which means there is no way God can hate you. You might think, hey, I'm a sinner. I do so many wrong things. Can God still love me? His word when he say, I have loved you with an everlasting love, which means whatever is your condition, when, wherever is your position, he still loves you. That is your God. That is your God. He still loves you. It doesn't matter what you are thinking. It doesn't matter what, what kind of filth is in your life. It doesn't matter when he says, I will love you with an everlasting love. That's it. It is sealed. If the word of God says, I will restore to you what the locust has eaten. All the years that you have lost, God says, I will restore to you. I will give it back to you. Amen. All right. So when he says, you need to believe that word. You need to have confidence in that word. That you believe in that word because the one who spoke the word has integrity. Men can fail, but man, God cannot fail. Men can say something, I will do, but he will not do. But when God says something, he will do it. That word will 
come to pass. Amen. Genesis 21 verse 1 and 2. As he has said. As he has said. Which means if he say, that's it. It is done. And the Lord did for Sarah. What he said, he did. Can you see the integrity of God? What he said, he did it for Sarah. Even though Sarah laughed. Even though Abraham many times they didn't believe. But when he said, it will be done. What he said, and the Lord did it for Sarah as he had spoken. He said Sarah will have a child. At what age Sarah had the child? 99, right? Because his word will never fail. When he says something, he will do it. As he has spoken. For Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age. At the set time of which God has spoken to him. That is the integrity of our God. It will come to pass. What God has spoken over your life. It will come to pass. You can have this violent faith because God is able. He is able. Jeremiah 32 verse 17. Our Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. There is nothing too hard for you. The prophet Jeremiah is telling here, he has created the heaven and the earth. With his great power and his outstretched arm. In this earth, we have a lot of problems. All of us are looking for solution. What, where can I find solution for my problem? But here, Prophet Jeremiah is declaring, there is nothing too hard for our God. There is nothing too hard for our God. He is able to do everything. You understand what I'm telling? There is nothing too hard for our God. There are people who has integrity but they got no ability. They are not able to do. They say that they want to help but they are not able to do. But with God, He has integrity and He has ability. So you can take anything with your violent faith. Amen. Hallelujah. He is able. Where man says it is impossible. You know, with one example I finish. The mighty ability of God. You all know about Moses. Moses grew in Egypt. Right? He knew everything. He learned everything. Every art, every skill, every books, everything he knew about Egypt. He read everything about Egypt. He was a well-trained person. He was supposed to be the next Pharaoh. But what happened? He ran away to the desert. Right? He ran away. He ran away to the wilderness. And he's here. God is calling him back. Moses, I want you to go back. 
to Egypt. He's so afraid to go back to Egypt because he knows everything in detail about Egypt. How strong is Egypt? You know, history tells us that Egypt is a place of wizards, magicians. And this, I read it, you know, it is Egypt is a place where they have so much hope and power over the firstborn. That is the place where in Egypt, if a firstborn, they dedicate the firstborn to deities. They dedicate the firstborn children to idols and animals. So they believe in the power of the firstborn. It is not easy for the firstborns in Egypt to die. It's in history books, it's not in Bible. You're right. It is not easy for the firstborn to die. They had so much of power. They were dedicated to the idols, to the deities, to the wizards. It is not easy for the firstborn to die. And here our God comes and says, I will show you. All I need to do is I just have to pass by. I just have to pass by. And what happened that night, one night, every firstborn in Egypt were dead. And what happened, Pharaoh, after seeing nine plagues that happened, his heart was hardened. But after seeing this, because he knows that this God of Israelites is able to do everything. There is nothing that is impossible with this God. There is nothing that is impossible. And today, I want to tell you, you have the same God which who had in Israel. You have the same God. He is the same yesterday, today and forever. That is the same God. You are asking God, will my debts be over? Will my sickness be healed? Will my children be lifted up? But what kind of a God you have? You have a God who is able. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you received a fresh word from the Lord. God bless you.